When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with my good friend, Sarah Beverly Jones. Sarah, it's really good to see you. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> talk on WhatsApp or phone call, yeah. but we haven't actually like had a video call, so it's nice it's to see you. Not seeing you since lockdown. <laughs> I know, it was about a week or two before I, well, no, yeah, about a week or two before yeah, I remember I was walking around in Manchester and people started walking around with masks on, didn't didn't they? And then we um, went to a bar, which was a nice quiet bar, and then obviously massively impacted the UK as well. And yep. everywhere went into lockdown. And yourself, <laughs> you were really ill, wasn't you? Yeah, well, interesting to find out that the antibody test came back positive. So although my test was negative, it mm-hmm. went positive the whole time I was like I had the coronavirus and it was insane that to think how many other people walked out of that isolation ward or the just in hospitals in general and and were positive all along and they're over here believing they're not yeah I I took a test myself um I I chose to do the self-test so I had to do it physically myself and it came back not clear so I don't know how reliable these tests are at the minute well but it's a scary prospect I don't know what it's like for the self-testing ones and I don't really it, it also varies where you purchase or where urgent cares and hospitals are purchasing yeah. tests from but um I mean at the time and I found this out from Anthony Yard when he and I spoke about it because he was saying that even though my test came back negative he was actually he still believed I had it. He's like, no, you, you still have it. Like, I know you have it. Yeah. He's like, did you know at the time when you were in the hospital that the tests were about 60% faulty? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't know that. I'm over here believing that, oh, it really is just pneumonia or miasma. And it, that, that was it. So and you, were given, and you were given the all clear to fly as well back to America. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I know. And the thing is now, obviously, we're finding out that 
based on the CDC and, and the World Health Organization that you really can't spread it as easily as it was first thought that you could. So yeah. um, it makes sense because my roommate never caught it. She never had any symptoms. And her, and you know, Amy and I were actually in close proximity to each other. We were cooking dinner together. And this is in the earlier stages before I knew yeah. that I was saying I was just losing my smell and taste at the time. And remember, at that point, that wasn't a symptom yet. So mm -hmm. people didn't know that that was like, it, it came out like a week or two later that that was one of the symptoms people were experiencing. So it's quite interesting. Like it was sort of all developing at the time, but yeah, it's crazy to think back on it to be like, it's, wow. it's, it's weird you just said that as well. So my mom has had a persistent cough now for 13 weeks and she had a test on it came back negative, but there was a uh, several months back. She told me she lost all sense of taste and smell. And she couldn't, she couldn't like, appreciate anything she was eating. She couldn't taste it. And it's so weird that you say that now because we're, we're adamant that she's had it. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, and that's why she still has a persistent cough now, maybe. But um, obviously her test came back negative. So I think the, mis the misperception that people have is that you have to be like deathly ill to have it. And that's not the case. Now, when I look back on my experience on it, it was hell, but that's because I have asthma. I've always yeah. experienced asthma my whole life. So for people such as myself, I guess I fell under that category of, you know, the, the people with underlying issues. So mm -hmm. I best describe it as a really bad cold. I just had like really heavy pressure in my face, massive headaches, smell and taste loss. I had the pain in my lungs, so my back's were, my back was hurting on both sides, like right here. You, but you rang me. Do you remember you, you rang me when you had it, and I could hear it in your voice, like your voice box mm -hmm. was gone completely. And I could hear it in your voice, like how ill you actually was. Mm -hmm. I know, and then that's why when the doctor said the test was negative, I was like, "Whoa, there's no way," because I've never lost my taste and smell the way that I did this during this, this coronavirus, because, you know, when you get sick, sometimes you do lose your taste buds or whatever, but this was next level. Like Sarah, I didn't get my taste and smell back for nearly eight weeks. And even today, I still cannot taste and smell things the way I once did. Still to this day. And it's been what, 10 weeks ish. Either. Well, it's either COVID or all them chillies you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Normally when I go without eating habaneros, when I come back to California and I eat habaneros, I can usually taste them because I haven't had them in a while, right? Yeah. So it is, they, they do burn. But I, when I came back and I'm sitting there eating with my parents, I'm literally eating a habanero like candy. And I didn't taste it. Crazy. I could not taste the habanero. And that's how bad it was. I just could not taste anything. Yeah. And it was just it's just unenjoyable. Like a food tasted like crap. It wasn't yeah. hungry. I mean, I was hungry, but I wasn't getting the satisfaction from what I was eating. It was just a mm -hmm. whole bunch of stuff. But my belief is more people have had it than not. I really yeah. do believe that. And um, I am adamant that I was really ill in December, really, really ill. And I mean, I've not had a cold or the flu since last year because I do take um 
a supplement that helps me like you know helps my um white blood cells sort of fight mm-hmm. off any infections and stuff so i've not been ill whatsoever and i got really really ill in december and i mean i could not get out of bed i was just sleeping all the time um a cough that just would not go away i didn't have um any cold or flu symptoms so it wasn't my nose it was just mainly a cough and honest god it's like it it knocked me off my feet and i was adamant that there was something more to it Mm -hmm. and then obviously all this happened and it came out but um do you guys have just don't know know how long it's been around do we really so do you guys have antibody testing there at the moment we do but i don't think they're easily um accessed as say in america so um yeah I, 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 we do have them but i don't think we can get hold of them as easily it's, it's the same with the testing as well obviously you've got to be a key worker or you um a yeah. family member yeah or a family member of a key worker to get the testing um only if you've got symptoms and they really want you testing can you then go and get a test and you have to queue up it's um it's like a parking lot and you queue yeah. up and yes obviously it might be the same in america and you have different windows you have to drive to and then they t- you ring them up they can't you can't even wind your window down you've got to speak to them on the phone so they give you the hold up a number you have to ring the number speak to them and they're directly outside the car oh god yeah really strict, strict regulations i've heard that things really still haven't opened up there no oh god no i don't think we will for a while um there's a lot of different inf- information um a lot of people believe obviously we should have gone into lockdown a lot sooner than we did because um the numbers were increasing and increasing and that's because no one really took it that serious when we did go into lockdown um there's a lot of people that didn't pay attention breaking the rules so we introduced fines for them people break breaking the rules but again that didn't come into play um as quickly so people got away with it and then by the time we did introduce them fines they've semi-lifted the lockdown so we are allowed six people round from an from another household you are allowed to be in proximity of six other people so you can work out in a gym or a park not a gym sorry a park instead of a gym so as a gym class um you can have family and friends no more than six in your back garden so that's where we are up to right now. But people who don't have a garden. A park. You are allowed to go to a park now and sit with someone who's not from your household. Is there people monitoring that? Like, or well, this is it. So, yeah. So the police was supposed to be monitoring it, but the, obviously, <laughs> I think their powers were limited until the fines came into play. But now we've got the fines. You don't know who's actually breaking rules and who isn't. Um, and you'll see now, obviously you're not really allowed alcohol on the street. Um, and a lot of people are, so pubs and bars and restaurants to obviously earn some sort of money themselves are doing drinks to take away. So people are going to these pubs or bars, um, paying for drinks and then walking away with them, but you're not really allowed to do that because you're not allowed to drink on the street. So there's a lot of rules being broken and I think the police and the government are aware of it, but there's just nothing that they will do right now because there's obviously much bigger problems going on. 
um there's a lot more bikes on the road i'll say that yeah so many people are on bikes now um it's like their mean of transport and i think it will continue if i'm honest as well yeah wow it's very very different than than over here very different we we basically opened back up pretty much oh, really opened yesterday so i have an appointment today you have to make appointments though so they're only doing limited uh capacity which is why they only have so many available appointments every hour okay. or every so many hours and i think like after from my understanding after you like there was like one phase of people coming in they go and they clean the, the stuff down and then they bring another phase in so i'm like that's that's really a lot of work for for the gyms especially for not being able to open at full capacity well, uh, yeah sorry it's, gyms are going to be the last one of the last places to open here which i find a bit strange and salons so salons and clinics and gyms have not been given the go-ahead to open just yet they were told um provisionally around july the 4th mm -hmm. um there has been some news that some speculation that some places might be able to open this coming week but who knows right now yeah. <laughs> even though my, my hair i can't wait to get my hair torn on my nails <laughs> embracing the old natural look right now yeah well you know what it's uh it's funny because I made a, a post, I'm not sure if you saw it, but I was like, it sure seems like the politicians haven't been social distancing from, from their hair, their hair appointments, because they always look all nice and shaved up or nice hairdos, but it, hopefully in due time, I know, like I said, it, it varies, like I'm in this, like the Riverside County, San, San Diego County area, our rules are different than that of Los Angeles, Los Angeles yeah. on massive lockdown, like, so here we barely got our salons to open they just have to check like your temperature which i find to be a bit strange because not everyone who has a fever has the virus oh, nice. but again whatever 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 gets us to open again <laughs> i don't care i'm just happy like i went to the mall with my mom yesterday and it felt so good to see people walking around and most people not they don't care about wearing masks yeah. it's mandated where we're at so it was nice to feel like things were kind of normal, even though we we know it's not normal. And I, I think people in their behaviors towards it is, is a bit more relaxed now as well, I'll say, especially when I go to a supermarket. So we'll still have um, distancing where you have to queue outside, obviously two meters apart. But once you're inside the supermarket, everyone's just all over the place. Everyone's right next to each other and no one's really, bothering or caring anymore when once they're inside so i feel like people's attitudes to it is a bit more relaxed now as well mm -hmm. well i mean that's going to come with time especially when it's yeah like you don't really know what to expect so everyone's just kind of expecting worst case scenario mm -hmm. now here we are you know i don't know what it's like there in the uk but numbers have been changing drastically here um in increasing or decreasing decrease well they're increasing in the sense that a lot of people are testing positive, but the more people that test positive, um, it actually lowers the death rate because it just shows that the majority of people, it doesn't affect them. It's, it's just underlying issues. People with underlying issues are the ones who are most affected. So, yeah. um, 
But I always say like, it's not a bad thing that people are testing positive per se. It's because it's, it just means that the death rate goes down. And the, so the more people that test, um, the, the ratio of deaths actually declines. So at the time, the reason why death, uh, the death toll was so high was because the only people that were being tested were the people who were being hospitalized. So it seemed like, whoa, you know, like, everyone's in the hospital and that's what that's what our perception was based on what we've seen on tv and what we we're being told and you know i get it like when you don't know anything you kind of want to take every precaution before you it's better to be safe than sorry i guess you'd say so um in that case like you know obviously we're now sort of moving in the direction of reopening with boxing which has been exciting top rank out here has hosted a couple of shows already in Las Vegas, obviously behind closed doors. Um... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Without a crowd, I, I hope to see us move in the direction. It's probably fall. I think right now it's sort of like a test trial. But we did see um, ring card girls there. Sure, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I I know that they were they were present. Like mm -hmm. so, they were standing there. They were present. So. Um, based on what we know of what the BBB of C has yeah. released, um, ring card girls are not included in that return, just like media yeah. isn't included in that return initially. How has all of this sort of affected you, your business, and the girls who were dependent on this for a living? Like this, this was their full-time job. Um, obviously we're always going to, I feel like we're always going to be the last in the pecking order. We really are. And, and I understand that, oh God, there's so many boxers out there that have missed their fights, their upcoming fights, the training, and they're missing out on, on financially on the living and keeping active. Um, you know, that's affected a lot, a lot of people. So I, I understand that people might not be thinking necessarily about the ring car girls because they're probably the last in the pecking order, but it does affect them just as much as it affects you know, other people like the officials and um, yeah, a lot of girls do this for, for different reasons. You know, some girls are full-time models. So they do this as well as modeling. Um, them ones have probably been impacted the worst because everything has been canceled. Yeah. Every form of work. Um, so they have literally had no income whatsoever. Um, the, a lot of models and a lot of ring girls have had to go and claim um, SSP, which is sick pay, basically, yeah. with, over here, which we are allowed to do. But it isn't much at all. It is not much at all. Um, there's the other aspects. Some girls do this as a sideline to pay for their education and further studies. Mm -hmm. I do have some girls that actually do you know our medical as well so some are nurses and some are paramedics and then the model ring girl as well which you wouldn't even assume but that's yeah. what they do so they've been 
very active during this pandemic because they are key workers. Um, but doing this as a sideline is also kind of a release for them as well as an extra income. Um, yeah, the girls are really upset, <laughs> I'm honest. Um, with Matchroom alone, obviously we work for several different brands, but with Matchroom alone, I think it was about seven different events that has been cancelled since March. Now that is a lot to them and a lot of it. Um, and it was, we were gearing up as well for this being a massive year for British boxing. And we were so excited. Like we, just, we, we heard there's so many fights announced this year and we were so, so excited. I was like, yes, like British boxing is going to be back bigger than ever. There was so much excitement, not just around the heavyweight division, but you know, so, so many other events. And, and I think it, it, it hit them because Obviously, it's the income, it's the money, but they enjoy this as well. It's so much fun. And obviously, we get to pay, we, well, not me necessarily anymore, but them. <laughs> they get paid to do um, what they love and sit ringside and watch these events. And they grow with the fighters as well. And they see the fighters' careers progress. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a little bit upsetting for them. Um, for me, because my business is based solely around like public events, I would say. So not just sports, but we work in different aspects. So we work in motorsports, work with trade shows, conferences. Everything is public. We work in the public sector. So every single job that we had got cancelled from March onwards. It was middle, end of March. Um, with like no resolve no no dates in mind obviously we can't plan anything it was just this is postponed until further notice and some events was like this is completely cancelled this year wow. so my busiest periods are april may and june and i've had a substantial amount of work cancelled in this time um yeah so at the minute it's just a waiting game just seeing what's going to happen um, I understand from the BBFC perspective and the rules and regulations that are in place, and I know they have to be in place for a reason. I think it's something like 90 people maximum are there. So you have to really pick the right people to be there, obviously. I think it's five fights maximum as well. Um, and there's strict regulations in place for everyone who is there with PPE, etc. So I do understand they're in place for a reason. I'm gonna, I'm happy that boxing is making some sort of comeback. I really, really am. Me too. Um, but as far as we're aware, there's no date, there's nothing out there to say when public events will be allowed, when arena events will be allowed. Um, I think as well, because a lot of people see the ring girls there for the audience. Obviously, it's a bit of a, a tradition with boxing. And um, I think in the UK, we don't get as much TV coverage as probably the American Ring Girls do. But that's more to do with the network than the actual boxing company. Um, so I would say the Ring Girls are probably there for the audience, for the live audience more than anything. And if there's not a live audience there, mm -hmm. then... There's no reason for the ring girls to be there either. Um, I know that in recent 
months or maybe within the last 12 to, to 18 months, I've noticed that there's been this sort of shift with people feeling as though boxing should, or combat sports should no longer have ring card girls or ring girls or uh, what, what, what would be the other way? What do you call them when they're, um, are they the grid? Are they called grid girls? Grid girls, yeah. Like, grid girls. So what do you, what are your thoughts on all of that? Like people sort of have this heavy opinion that, that, that the girls should just go all together. You know, I, I did, um, there's a show over here called Good Morning Britain. I actually went on that, obviously having this debate. Um, it's, it's, it's draining when people say it. it's, it's because we're not, there's no harm done. We enjoy what we do. We love what we do. Why can't we love sport as, as well? Obviously, I'm a massive boxing fan, just like you. Obviously, it was my dream job doing that, sitting ringside and getting to know these fighters on their journey, not just the fighters, but the, the family and friends. Honestly, to, I just, I honestly, God, I'm, I drained when I, on, when I answer this question because there's literally no harm done. And where we live in a democracy where we should, you know, we're supposed to choose what we want to do with life. And if that's what we want to do, if that's what, how we feel confident in that role, then leave them be. I wouldn't dare tell anyone else what to do with their lives, how to conduct themselves, you know. Um, I would never tell a female she, she, she doesn't have a right or she doesn't belong in a certain network. Mm -hmm. it's 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 just honestly it's just ironic to me i just i just find it really draining um them people and you find that it is it's some women it is actually a, a minority that do it men are very supportive obviously people might think oh yeah but they are but no they actually are really supportive and they're really nice and every boxing event that i've been to um you know, we get compliments, they just ask for pictures, they're really polite. And you actually get into a conversation about boxing and about sports with, with these people and they appreciate it. Um, and these women that attend boxing, I'll say the majority is, is male orientated, but women do enjoy, enjoy the boxing, they do attend. Look, I'm, I'm a woman and I'm not offended. Yeah. So I, that's, I, that's what we're, but the women come up to us at these boxing events and they pay us compliments and they're like, oh, I love your, I love what you do. I, I, like, I love how you get in the, that ring. Um, and another thing I need to point out is all my ring girls wear dresses. I like my, I like my ring girls to look respectable, you know, um, give off the right image. I want to be comfortable as well. So I always make sure my ring girls wear nice dresses when they get in, in and that, out that ring and, um, yeah they just get so many compliments and it really is a minority online that has anything negative to say mm -hmm. i know i remember when it was it was sort of like this trending topic to to sort of debate whether or not you know the girls should go and i'm like i don't get it i'm as a woman in sports i like i don't see the issue yeah I'm actually, I was actually really kind of confused by it. I was like, why are we taking, like, why would we take away something that has been a part of sports for so long? Like, why? Because yeah. now suddenly people want to be offended by it. I, I, yeah. I can't understand it, relate to it. I thought it was absolutely silly to have the conversation about, you know, removing 
grid girls, ring card girls, octagon girls, whatever, you know, whatever they're all called. I'm, I, I don't know the, the, the terminology for everybody, but basically yeah. uh, these models, I didn't see the, the issue at all. Well, I th um, with the grid girls as well, obviously, I think that went, was it, what, did that go first, was it? Was it the grid girls? Um, so I think they removed grid girls from Formula One in Monaco and maybe Russia, I can't remember. Um, but what happened is after a very short period, they got reintroduced again. <laughs> and over here, we have British Superbikes, we have British GT, um, touring cars, every single motorsport kept their ring girls uh, ring girls sorry and and will continue to do so in fact um that's one of the first companies i've heard back from british gt and they've rescheduled their racing events for august and as it stands they they are having grid girls mm -hmm. joshua versus fury oh god <laughs> as officially been announced for 2021. Now we don't know the details. Yeah. Um, I don't think a contract was actually in place. I think it was just an agreement in place because obviously Joshua still needs to fight um, Pulev and Tyson still needs to have the third fight with Deontay Wilder. So anything can change, okay? Yeah. I'm yeah. curious to know what's in that agreement should one of them not win their next fights? Like, are we still getting... It would be, be such a shame if either one of them didn't win. It would well, be such a shame. because We've been disappointed already. I mean, yeah. we never got Wilder Joshua, and that one is will and forever go down as one of the biggest disappointments, at least in my opinion, because yeah. it should have happened, it could have happened, and it didn't happen, and that pisses me off. Oh, absolutely I'm with you on that like that was that would definitely been a fight that I would would have loved to see but I will say from a, a British fan perspective there's a lot of Brits that were probably more excited for Fury Joshua obviously being a domestic um oh no, hold on the, don't, get don't get it wrong we over here in America <laughs> just as much <laughs> We really, really got excited with the news. Trust me. I'm, 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 yeah, I am really excited, but it's going to be such a shame if it's not on British soil. Yep. I'm, I'm, I, just for me personally, I just, and I know there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot. There's going to be bidding wars. Is they're going to have so many different options. But for me, as a British fan and speaking on behalf of other fans i just know we'd love this on british soil i know it could probably set, sell wembley out twice over it really could so it obviously it's but look when when are we even going to get their next fights first right so well, it would joshua's would have been what date what date is it next week was it next week it was supposed to be yeah june 20th wasn't it june 20th yeah so, um, yeah, so that would have been Joshua's fight. Um, okay, yeah, well, that's it. I'm thinking if, if public gatherings are allowed, it's going to be end of the year, at the earliest. Okay. At the earliest. Here's the question. Do you wait for the fight so that it could actually be in a more, quote, unquote, normal environment where there will be a full, like, stadium 
full of people? Or do you move forward with this fight with a limited attendance? Because you're based on what you're already saying about where you're at in, in Britain, like things are moving quite slow due to the coronavirus and the restrictions being eased. Um, if it came down to it, if you could have the full audience experience, the full crowd experience in a different country, do you go that route or do you continue to wait for the opportunity, which you don't know when can happen? So which fight you're talking about? The, the, Joshua, Joshua Fury. Joshua Fury. Well, obviously we've got to get to Joshua Pula first. So Which it's see happening what, behind closed doors. I can, I can't see that. Can you? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it it would be a shame not having a crowd there and not having pushing it to its full potential. Joshua Fury. Saying that it depends where where is in the pipeline to hold this fight. I know it's Vegas. It's talks that Saudi might host it. Mm -hmm. Um, Bahrain. I've heard Bahrain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Oh, have you? No, I've not heard that one. Um, had, um, you know, Dan Kinahan, who is a part of the the brokering this deal. Um, there was talks of possibly the Middle East and Bahrain. Interesting. Um, I mean, are they going to go where the money is, or are they going to? It's not, what they want. <laughs> it's not exactly down to just the money at this point. It's not like we aren't having a pandemic occur. So yeah. if if that was if that was removed, yeah, like let's yeah. say coronavirus didn't exist exist. We would and then oh and then they want to make it in the Middle East. Then we can blame, oh, they're just chasing the money. But yeah. now if we have the opportunity to host this massive event outside of Britain so that fans can attend so fans yeah. can physically say that they were there they took part in in this historic fight I'm not mad at them taking it out of the country if it meant yeah. making it sooner but if we're gonna mm -hmm. sit and wait and wait and wait look what's happening every time we're told maybe next month the month after things continue to change God only knows you know what's coming next and so well, this is, we win. don't know, we don't know what's going to happen with traveling, flying abroad. Are, are fans going to be able to travel and fly abroad? Well, my understanding is anyone who leaves the country in the UK and returns has to quarantine for two weeks. That's apparently the travel restrictions entering the UK. But as it stands, yeah. But who's really going to abide by that? There's not exactly, you know someone overseeing whether or not you're sitting inside your house for two weeks no. from everyone so I don't know I I'm not mad at it if they want to make it somewhere in the Middle East if that means making it sooner and that means having well, a crowd yeah well it's a two fight pause isn't it so 
if one of them at least is in British soil, then I think it'll make a lot of fans happy over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh it's just God, it would be electric. <laughs> It would be. Amazing. It would be insane. I was. I've worked. Obviously, we've been. We've both. We've both been to Wembley, haven't we? When the, the fights have been on, and yeah, I've worked to Wembley, and it was unbelievable. Like I've never felt anything like it. Even when it was empty, and when obviously I went in the day, in the daytime, and when it was empty, even the magnitude of that stadium is just like you're in awe when you walk in. So when it spills and it slowly starts filling. And you see like all them lights and uh, people filming and it's unbelievable. Honestly, it's unbelievable. And um my first British fight was Frotch Groves 2 for crying out loud. <laughs> like I know. That was it's almost like it, it's almost like it set me up for failure after that because everything after that was like, you that, know, that was the way close to. Yeah. That was the best fight I ever worked. Yeah. Without a doubt, by far the best fight I ever worked. And we're going to sound right frotch now, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) But unless you were there, you don't understand that it was absolutely crazy. The atmosphere, the. Because it was. People were so split as well in their decision. You had your Gross fans and you had your frotch fans. And because it was so split. Um, and this and the same with, with the same with Joshua Fury. They so split the fans. It made the atmosphere so intense, and it wasn't neg- there wasn't no negativity. It wasn't negative. It was just people were really rooting for their fighter. That's sort of what I'm most curious about at this point, like to see, or I'm more so here, who the crowd cheers for the most when both of them walk out because I, I, I ask so many different people all the time, like, Oh, who's your favorite? And they're like, Oh, Joshua or Oh Fury. And so they're always, yeah. so, and some of them are huge fans of both. So they're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to choose. So <laughs> it's, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to kind of get to experience that and take that in. And, and again, most okay. importantly, take part in history. That's a historic fight. I mean, you're okay. talking about the undisputed at that point. You know what I mean? It's- I mean, well, yeah, and it's heavyweight as well. Heavyweight fights, you know, they attract not just the absolute avid boxing fan, but they attract, you know, more casuals as well. The people that just like to tune in every now and again and see them big fights. Um, And they all want tickets, every single one of them. There's massive money to be made on this fight. There really is. But more than ever, I think people are just excited to see it. I know I am. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like there should be a neutral ground like Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) it'll be like it'll be like work and holiday do you know what i'm saying i'll bring your suitcase michelle (laughs) yeah that would be fun at least that way you know people can still sort of be present and and i've never been to dubai so do they even i have been there no do they have the drinkings allowed there right yeah i've just felt i I think it has to be on certain property though i don't think it's allowed like obviously publicly um but I think in most bars and restaurants do have licenses. Okay. Yeah. So that would be more of like a neutral ground. Cause like obviously going to Saudi, the crowd was really quiet. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you know how I love, I love you British fans, but y'all <laughs> can drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think you, well, I think it's rubbed off on you. <laughs> Since you've been here. Um, I haven't had an experience where I've actually just attended. Actually, no, I take that back. There was one fight I attended as just a fan. And it was Mayweather versus... Oh, Madonna. Mayweather versus yeah. Madonna. I attended that as a fan. Yeah. And, uh, since then, I, everything has always been work, work, work. So, um, I mean, I mean, I think there's a chance that it could be in Vegas as well. Um, I mean, we don't need an excuse to go to Vegas anyway. So, and I think after lockdown, if restrictions are lifted and people are allowed to travel, people want any excuse to get out there and make a holiday of it as well. So if it was in Vegas, um, not so bad for people traveling out there and wanting to make the most of it. Um, for us, obviously having to get up at about 5am <laughs> to watch it on pay-per-view over here, um, obviously might be a little bit more tiring, but yeah, I can see, I can see it going either way at the minute. I really don't know, but as long as one fight is in the UK, then I'll be happy personally. Yeah, I know. I I would like to see that happen as well. I because I'm not returning until I'm able to go back to work. So uh, yeah, I'll stay in California for as long as I need to, and mm -hmm. then if and when media can attend is when I will consider going back. So I hope that's I hope that's not 2021. Let's just say that much. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm hoping for the end of the year for public events. Yeah. I really am. I do know some people that have um, like professionally wrote in dates for certain things in October, November onwards. But obviously, it's just a waiting game to see what happens with the government. A lot of people over here are waiting for a second wave right now. When we, a lot of people do feel it's going to hit quite soon, um, just because there's been... We've had amazing weather. We never have good weather over here and we've had amazing weather recently. So more people are going out, more people going to the beaches, more you people going to parks. The CDC and World Health Organization just released saying, if you're, you know, the whole, the whole reason behind stay home, save lives was because the, the theory was that we could easily spread it to one another. Well, now that we know that it can't spread as easily and they actually have said that if anyone is asymptomatic that it's almost rare the word they use the word rare that you can actually pass it to anyone so it really comes down to just like the flu you have to be in full-blown like illness to pass it like sneezing and coughing everywhere and full-blown fever and the whole thing so that's nice to know now and hopefully the restrictions will start to, with, with the new information, new evidence of, of it not spreading on surfaces like, like it, they thought it once was, stuff like that. Like, did you hear about the, the, the study they did where they had like over, I think it was four, over 400 people and they were exposed to someone who was asymptomatic and zero caught, caught the virus, zero. So that was a really like strong study to basically prove that unless you're like, you know, literally coughing in someone's mouth or something of that nature, it's not as easily transferable. So that's great news to now know. Yeah. Um, and again, 
it's, you don't have to live in fear that if you have it and you don't know you have it, you're not giving it to your grandma or kids. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not going to happen like that. So that's good news. But so hopefully, like I said, hopefully as they learn through, you know, scientific studies that we'll start to see the, the rules sort of bend a bit more with the new information. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Um, but it was nice talking to you, Sarah. It was good you chatting. Okay, well, I'll speak with you soon. And, um, and hopefully as, as news continues to develop, we'll hopefully get uh, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury in the UK. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, I'll speak with you later. All right, bye. Bye, fans. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.